Hey there, my name is Jack Cotton Brown and you're listening to Dev90X. Day 61, Wednesday the 6th of October, and today the title of the episode is All Work and No Git Makes Jack a Sad Boy, Except Now I'm Happy. <laughs> I finally, finally have Git set, git set up and uh, it's working and I sort of get it, I sort of get it, get it, get it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't do this by myself though. I had a friend of mine sit with me for, honestly, it only took about five minutes to get it set up properly. I had been using GitHub desktop to pull projects from GitHub and look at the code and learn from them. Uh, but I'd never, I'd never configured it so that I was pushing updates of my own projects to my GitHub. And so now that is set up, I feel like I've, one, uh, secured a potential problem down the road and that maybe I've, I've averted a crisis that I didn't even know was going to happen, but it's set up now and it's pretty easy to use. And two, I feel like I got 1% better at development, which is an easy one today, a whole 1% better in five minutes. That was the easiest 1% better that I ever got. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that's that's that. Git is set up, and it, and it's an and it's essential for every developer who calls himself a developer to be able to use Git. So I feel like I'm I'm that one step closer to being a true blue developer. <laughs> Today I spent a considerable aside from Git, I spent a considerable amount of time back in app design, back in the design world, which is a fun space. Um, I was sat with ha Harry and he actually used the word, I think it was dreamscaping, dreamscaping, um, <laughs> which refers to the, the process of mapping out ideas that will probably never be implemented, but it's fun to map them out anyway. <laughs> I actually find that there's a certain degree of comfort in knowing knowing the entire map having the having the whole feature map laid out in front of you it's like it's like a i guess what's a, what's a good analogy it's like you're standing around a war table think think like game of thrones like you know there's that there's so many scenes where they're like standing around war tables and they've got like all the different little figurines for different armies and their and their troops and where the landscape is, here's the river, here's the forest, here's some mountains, and, and then they're strategizing their battle. I think of it like that, like feature ideas are the landscape. They're the, they're the rivers, the trees, the mountains, and you, as it is now, your roadmap, I guess you would call it, is your troops and where you are. And you're, you're basically trying to figure out what's the optimal roadmap to, you know, to win the battle, I guess. And um, you don't really know what the optimal roadmap is when you don't know the full landscape. It, it works better for some things. Like for some things, the landscape is pretty narrow. Like there's not a lot of different options. There's not a lot of different ways that you can design things. And that's kind of ideal. It makes me comfortable when there's, when there's not so many potential ideas that could radically change the entire design. Um, that makes, that makes me feel comfortable. When there's a lot that could potentially be thought of 
ideated, brainstormed, that could radically change the entire design and the entire direction of the project. Uh, that makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I feel like I lose control in those moments. And I guess for me, it's a bit of a defense mechanism. Um, mapping features is, yeah, it is a defense mechanism. Huh. Never thought of it like that. Um, where I, it gives me this sense of control when somebody's like, what about this idea? Wouldn't that be so great? And I've already thought of it. It's on the feature map and it's placed within context of priority and where it could potentially sit in the roadmap. Um, then I, I immediately know how to respond. I know it's not going to throw me, you know, um, and feedback as well. Like initial user feedback could potentially throw you. And I know this is a real thing for indie development where you do a launch and then a whole bunch of users write reviews or give feedback saying, hey, I wish your app could do this thing. And you have the choice to listen to them. I mean, I mean from product development um, land and product management, you generally do listen <laughs> to your users. But in many cases as well, <clears throat> you don't because they might be suggesting a feature that makes the app worse or a feature that is too niche that would make the app more complicated for the majority of the users. The majority of the silent users who are silently enjoying your app and silently and enjoying the features that you originally built into it. Um, and sometimes the silent majority is, is where you should focus your attention rather than the loud and noisy minority. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess I, that's, that's, that's where we're going with all of this. I, <laughs> I think I got a little bit sidetracked there. But yeah, I spent a lot of time in mapping out the, the feature, the future potential features. And I feel like there is a fairly comprehensive um, possibility landscape that could be mapped where, you, where I'm going to get to a point where there's absolutely no point in doing any more ideation or brainstorming because everything is mapped out. Everything is on the table and we know exactly, we've got all our little figurines and we've got, we've got all the landscape and we know exactly how we can arrange it and, and we can look at it all and go, all right, that is right there. That's a killer design. Like, let's go with that. Let's build that because, and we, let's leave those other things out, but maybe they'll be cool in the future. We can A-B test or something like that. We can, we can ask our users and see if they would like these things. Um, but for now, let's go with the core core design. So yeah, the design, there's, there's some design work happening. <laughs> Project updates is that I, I was trying to use a, a new app that Apple released with iOS 15 that gives an example of uh, image segmentation tool or technique or feature. And basically the concept uh, behind this is that I'm experimenting with potentially implementing image segmentation to increase the accuracy of Apple of the Apple Vision model um, as the Apple Vision model is fairly inaccurate uh, as, as it stands. So it's, it's just a concept, but this app is only available on iOS 15 and in order, to, I didn't realize this is a whole thing. So in order to load it up onto my phone, I needed Xcode 13. I didn't have Xcode 13. I needed iOS 15. So I downloaded iOS 15 onto my phone. I updated Xcode 13 and that was basically it. That was like my day because Xcode is so large. It, it took so long to do the updates. So I still haven't done any coding. I haven't done my one line of code today yet. 
and I didn't even get to put this app onto my phone and try it out yet. Other than, other than that, I also uh, looked into looked a little bit into a thing that I discovered recently is that Apple has a developer academy in Indonesia. It's in Jakarta, and it could potentially be a place to hire someone that's relatively close to home, um, home being Bali. It could also be possible to jump on a plane and go over to Jakarta and visit the academy and maybe meet some people. Um, so that's that's a potential lead on on a bunch of entry level developers, maybe intern developers, maybe um, a place to hire from. Uh, and it's good because being in Jakarta, they most most probably speak fairly good English. Uh, whereas here in Bali, no go. The, the locals are not very computer savvy, not very tech savvy. Um, it's very hard to find anyone who could even be a VA here in Bali who's a local person. Um, so Bali is just not the best place, uh, unfortunately. And it seems like most of the iOS engineers are in uh, in the US. <laughs> there's not that there's not that many around around the place. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, definitely. I've been asking around. And I keep asking people, do you know any iOS engineers? And, and still, still, and in my network, the answer is no. <laughs> so that is a, it is a, a struggle to find iOS engineers. Honesty hour. I was going to do a life update because I haven't done one in a while. Um, and I guess those, those subtle things that are going on in the background definitely do play a role in my progress. Obviously, I'm not sick right now, which is great. Uh, I'm sure everyone listening to this can tell that I haven't been sick in a while. My energy is pretty good. I've been pretty stable in my energy. Um, a while ago, I was talking about how much I'm on, how much I'm loving the keto diet and how much it's doing for my skin and all of that. And that hasn't changed. I, I'm still on keto, but I have been cheating a lot. Too much, actually. Too much keto cheating to the point where people, when people ask me, what, what do I eat? I say Cheeto because it's like keto, but I'm cheating. <laughs> um, and so it, I've decided it is time to get back on the keto train in a more strict fashion. Stop eating so many. Um, <laughs> here in Bali, there's like, a, there's like a big restaurant that'll do a deal for like every day of the week. And so on Monday, there's a deal. On Tuesday, there's a deal. On Wednesday, there's a deal. And the deals are really great, like top value, top, tip top, but often not keto. And so it's so easy to get wrapped up in like going out to dinner with a bunch of people who are going to a restaurant for a deal on almost any day of the week. It can happen. <laughs> and uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday is the big one. It's pizza night on Tuesday. Where it's all you can eat pizza at La Baraca, uh, which is an Italian restaurant. Really good pizza, really great pizza. And you can even get a burrata pizza, which is normally like the most one of the most expensive pizzas that you can get. You can get that for all you can eat on Tuesday. And so it's almost always too tempting to um, to go and get a pizza, get a burrata pizza from La Baraca on Tuesdays. Uh, but that really, it's just too much. It's too much cheating. It's too much pizza. It's too much bread, too many carbs. It's... Uh, it's not good for being on keto <laughs> at all. So I'm going back to being a bit more disciplined in my approach to diet. 
Uh, I'm be- I've been pretty disciplined in my approach to coffee. I've only had one shot of coffee in the last two weeks, which was in a, a smoothie, a breakfast smoothie that had a shot of coffee in it, uh, which I had on Sunday. And um, other than that, I'm, I'm going strong on tea only, just drinking tea. It's been really great. I'm feeling so much better on just tea, even though I feel like I could be, my energy levels could be better even still if I had less, even less tea, just like maybe one cup of tea, like one tea bag, rather than two or three or like two plus a matcha or, you know, I've been having a fair bit of tea, not going to (laughs) lie. But uh, yeah, I'm not so burnt out drinking tea. So I'm loving the tea. I'm going to stay on the tea. This, This is good. And then my final thing, I guess, that I wanted to say is that I've been watching too much TV. Not a lot of TV, all things considered, probably less than the average person, but still too much for me because I'm on a 90-day challenge and it's very difficult to it's very difficult to succeed when you watch TV. That's just fact. It's just anything, anything. Whatever you're trying to do, if you're like high performance person trying to achieve something ambitious, you can't watch TV. You just can't. You can't watch TV. Um, except that I've been watching Ted Lasso. And all thanks to buying a new iPhone, I got three months of Apple TV Plus for free. I was going to cancel the subscription and then just let it run out. Except Apple does this thing where if you cancel it, it properly cancels it. And you don't even get to use it for the three months. (laughs) How crazy is that? Uh, So I left it on because I activated it already. And I thought, heck, like I'd love to try it just to see what it's all about see if it's better than Netflix, see how it compares to Disney, all these other things. And Ted Lasso is a great show. Um, it's it's just, just like a feel-good show and, and really inspirational. So I've uh, been watching Ted Lasso. But after Ted Lasso, I'm done with TV. That's it. No more TV. Back to the tutorial train. Back to having really solid nighttime evening routines with no TV. And um, yeah, this is my final month on the challenge. So got to... I'm going to finish Ted Lasso. I'm on like season two, like episode eight. I'm going to finish Ted Lasso and then no more TV. All right, that's it for today. Oh, wait, wait, shit. Jack's hack. Always almost forget. So Jack's hack for today is making the impossible possible using chunkification and the 1% better rule. So this is something that my... that. I recently got from reading a post from my friend Dylan on Instagram. For those of you out there, my friend Dylan, his name, his full name is Dylan Werner. And it's funny, like I always call him Dil- Dylan Werner because he, that's his brand. He's on Instagram, Dylan Werner. Check him out. Uh, he's really great at a lot of things, but yoga and breath work specifically uh, is like two main things. And he had this one post where he talks about Read his posts too, they're really great. Um, he talks about making the impossible possible by breaking it down into small parts that are achievable and then doing each of those achievable parts uh, to, the, to then therefore do the whole thing which was unachievable originally. It was originally impossible, but then you broke it down into small parts, you did each part, and then now you've done the impossible. And that is my my hack for today. but. I guess to elaborate on that, the hard part about that is breaking it down into the small 
parts. At least that's what I'm finding right now with uh, software design. And that's why when I said I'd learned Git, I got 1% better because that is one small part. Like once you, once you know Git, that, that makes the whole, the whole aspect, the whole ecosystem of being an engineer a lot more, a lot, make a lot more sense and a lot easier. And it just, it's definitely one of those leverage points that makes your job and your life easier. So breaking it down, getting 1% better uh, and doing those small chunks, focusing on, on nailing those small chunks. Maybe I'll talk more about what those small chunks exactly are in relation or in regards to iOS development a little bit more. I think it's, it, it, it is something good to, to talk about because I have struggled a little bit with breaking, breaking it down into those small chunks. But yeah, that's Jack's hack for today. Day 61, thanks for listening everyone and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.